What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another Wednesday Mix podcast. Sean and I are busy men, so we're only allowed to get one in this week, but we are back and better than ever with a full rundown of the MLB playoffs. Following that, we talked college football, and then after that, we broke down week five of the NFL season and then made our picks for week six. Hopefully, I fare better this week. Follow us on Twitter at Sorry Sports and enjoy the pop. We're going uh, every week now, and yeah, it, it's. I think these couple of weeks have been on me, but hey, I mean, it's one pod's better than nothing. Um, if somebody wants to pay us to do this full time, I'll put two out a day for for all I care. If you want to hear my voice that much, we're busy men. Yeah, we are. You a little bit more than me. I know our schedules conflict a bit, but I know you've been driving around. You the wedding planning has begun for you so uh, i totally understand that there are higher priorities but i do want to give a quick shout out to everybody that listened to last episode i don't know why but i got like four or five people telling me that how much they loved last week's episode so i guess now the pressure's Good. on tom they like really the brady jokes <laughs> yeah they were they did they liked everything <laughs> so let's give people more what they want and uh Tom, I think no better place to start off is obviously the MLB postseason. We will talk Yankees in a minute. We always lead with the Yankees, but I think we need to give our state of the Mets address. The wild card series obviously are done. The division series have started. And Tom, your New York Mets, they lost in three. A little controversy with Musgrove there, but let's be honest, their their guys just did not show up to this series and you know, it's uh their season ended a lot earlier than I think they thought seeing a one hundred and win team. Yeah, that offense was trash outside of, uh, I guess, one Francisco Lindor at bat and one Pete Alonso at bat. That offense was anemic, um, just absolutely terrible. Um, you know, I guess you could say a, a subpar start from Max, a good start from DeGrom. Subpar is very kind. Yeah, yeah, I didn't wow. want to go. I didn't want to go too hard. He got a shit pushed in. I'll just say that. Um, yeah, yeah. Listen, if it was Cole, I know what you'd say. So mm-hmm. come on. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Um, and that they've got a lot of work to do this offseason. I think you throw the max start out the window. The guy's a dog. He's proven in the postseason. Um, it was one game. DeGrom pitched really well, um, well enough to win. But you need to make some adjustments on this offense. They are way too – outside of Guillaume and McNeil, who obviously won the batting title, I mean, this offense fell asleep when it comes to putting the ball in play and they need to make like outside of Diaz, they need a bridge to him. Obviously they need to make like five bullpen moves. Well, Diaz is a free agent. So let him be category hundred million dollars. Probably the first, I I think they were saying he might be the first closer to get a hundred milli. I mean, based off of the season he's had and where he is in his career, I think that's only fair, but listen, man, yeah, I'm going to call Scherzer to task. And I'm not going to say this in a way where it's Yankee fan against Met fan. I just want to call shit as it is. And, you know, 
he gets a pass, sure. But let's remember, this is the same guy whose arm was so bad last year that he couldn't start against Atlanta when he was with the Dodgers. So this is now a couple of postseasons where maybe we've seen the best days of Scherzer. And when we're talking about him skipping starts or going on the IL, you know, maybe there's a reason for that because he has not held up the last couple of years when it's mattered most. I agree, man. I, I for sure think we've seen the best days of Max Scherzer being that ace that um, Garrett Cole, Jacob DeGrom, Justin Verlander, who's got two Tommy Johns in him, but he's still kicking. You know, guys like that, I, I definitely think he's past that, but I still think he can be a super-duper solid number two, and that's why I said it was one game. I think if you run him out there again next year, I, may, I think he gets a different result. He can still definitely perform well in the postseason. And I, I just I think as looking into the Mets offseason – Starting pitching is at the very, 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 very bottom of the list of things that they need to improve. Oh, see, I completely disagree because it sounds like, from all evidence, is that Degrom is opting out and not coming back to the Mets. Uh, he actually. Well, yeah. If there, that's the case, took. if that's the case, I, 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 I will do a complete one eighty. Well, you can also throw Bassett in the mix because he did not endear himself to Mets fans. Mm. And that bulldog Bassett really went away in his last two starts, getting rocked by the Braves and then never giving them a chance against the Padres in a do-or-die game three. And he's a free agent. I don't think the Mets are looking to retain him. Um, and then, you know, you're you're dealing with is a Peterson coming into the rotation. You've got Carrasco. I don't know how much time he has left. He might be a free agent as well. And then obviously so DeGrom. Walker. DeGrom obviously was the headline you said there, right? Mm-hmm. You really don't think – I mean, I, I, I understand you're, you're getting this from, from whatever sources you got, but you really don't think that he's going to re-sign with the Mets when their owner I is don't. quite obviously going to throw the full bag at him? Well, there's a couple things at play here. One, I'm not just saying it. Buster Olney has pretty much come out and said that he does not want to be in New York anymore and will absolutely opt out. And he, there's been all indications from numerous baseball insiders that say he wants to get out of New York City and doesn't want to pitch for the Mets anymore. And if, if it's Any becoming loud noise, well, the noise is Atlanta. Wow. <laughs> the noise is Atlanta. And then, you know, maybe Texas. He wants kind of the, the lights off of New York City. And everything that. No, it sounds like, you know, he. I Could guess you imagine? Small, oh, that would be insane. But it sounds like he's a, from a small town in, like, central Florida, and there's a lot – Buster only comp this to kind of like Roy Halladay leaving Toronto where he wanted to go to Philly because they trained in Clearwater, which is, like, right near his home. And it sounds like Atlanta might be the place. Uh, remember, Atlanta will probably be able to afford him because they lock up everybody to, to team-friendly deals. He just did that with your boy Strider. Yep. But I think this team is going to look completely different, wow. too, from the starting pitching to the bullpen all the way down the, the starting lineup. Wow. It's going to be a complete overhaul for this Mets team. I'll tell you this. I think it's way too early to, to even speculate, but that, I you know, we'll talk about it for a second. That's That just blew my mind because, I mean, if you're the owner, uh, Steve whatever is – I can't even think of his Steve name. Cohen. Steve Cohen. I mean, if I were him, I would literally just hand a Grom. I don't even. I'd say I don't care that you get hurt. I don't care that you're unhappy here. Here's a legit blank fucking check. Okay, so that's actually an interesting question to throw back to you. Do you do that? Because this guy has not pitched a full season in a long time. He seems to break down. I know, but 
but if you're the Mets and, and not that they're ever going to steal the stage from the Yankees or anything like that, but they were, they're really fucking clearly with the moves they made this off season and getting buck and whatnot, like they're fucking trying. And like, unless you think there's another pitcher out there, obviously he's not going to replace the Grom's greatness when he is on the mound, unless you're going to go out and get another guy of that tier. Like I know he doesn't stay healthy and I know financially it's not the smart decision, but I mean, when you're looking at guys like Ballmer in the NBA or Cohen in the MLB, like sometimes, you know, it's just symbolic. It, you know, money doesn't matter to them, and, and it's just more like we need to keep this team together. And if DeGrom says no to a blank check and he wants to be in a different situation on probably a better team if it's Atlanta, you know, more power to him. Good for him. But, you know, you you got to at least throw everything, including the kitchen sink at him, in my opinion, as a – I'm I'm a saddened Mets supporter right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that a blank check or offering him the world is going to matter. If if Degrom is set on leaving, hey, we'll see, gonna, right? Yeah, we'll see. But getting back into the series, you know, Scherzer he del- he deserves to be shit on. That was an awful first start. Um, but you were totally right when you talked about the offense, man. It was anemic, and we saw that in the Braves series. We really saw it down the stretch. And I'm going to ask you this question. You know they there was a lot of shit early in the year that the Yankees took for constantly resting guys. And it's not just the Yankees. We see it across MLB. You know, the Mets were kind of the contrarian to that. They pretty much never rested guys like mm-hmm. Alonzo and Lindor and McNeil. And these guys played every day and there's something to be said for that. But I wonder if you got the sense that those guys kind of wore down as I, the season went on. I totally agree. Thanks for pointing that out. Great point. I, I think, I think adjustments will be made next year. Yeah, I agree with you. I also believe that, you know, when you look into this series, yeah, the Mets had 101 wins, and I understand their frustration of having to play in a wild card series, but the Padres only won 89. And I didn't think that the Mets were significantly outnumbered by a Padre team that didn't necessarily come into that series, you know, clicking on all cylinders. Soto hasn't been Soto, but, you know, you get that starting pitching from Darvish in game one. And then obviously Musgrove and the controversy around him. I'll just ask you, do you think there was anything going on there? Or was it just simply he dominated and his ears looked like fucking Michael K said glazed donuts? No, I think I think he I mean, they went through the proper checks. I, I think everything checks out there. I think he was fine. I mean, what else can you do but check the guy? If they didn't check him and they let it slide under the rug, I, I think you have a real controversy here, but you know, Buck feeling the balls and whatever. Like, get the fuck out of here. I mean, the spin rate is kind of crazy. I will say that. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I did see that. But I mean, I I don't know. I you know what? I I really have to say, and he had a decent year, but you gotta have more out of Pete. I you do. You do. I mean, listen. It, it, career wins above replacement fourteen point two this year four point four. Uh, yeah. I know he had 40 home runs, but he's got to have and, – and 131 RBIs, but there was a couple – a lot of those RBIs were empty. It was kind of an A-Rod season, if you ask me. <laughs> um, you, you give a lot of disrespect to A-Rod, but you're right about some of those points. Um, no, yeah, it's just I, like – I, I listen, I, I, A-Rod was a great player, but a lot you – you can't tell me that a lot of those home runs, and I watched him and you watched him, didn't come in fucking eight nothing games. No, they did. For sure they did. But I think this also goes back to what we talked about post-trade deadline. 
I mean, their additions oh, just yeah. simply weren't enough, man. I mean, you had Darren Ruff and Vogelback getting legitimate at bats. You call up Alvarez out of desperation. That's not what you want to do no. to a and, high and your best young, young and your player. bullpen. Your bullpen is legit bleeding out, and your best addition is Michael Givens. Yeah, I know. And, and listen, man, they were not. I think that they. You, this is why baseball is so important to look at. Yeah, they had 101 wins. They had an unbelievable year. It was statistically one of the best years in Mets franchise history. But when you play in a division where you have the reigning world champs, you have to be better. And they did not make themselves better. And I feel like an idiot. I, I said it on the podcast last week before this series. I kept saying, and you agreed with me, that they were perfectly equipped for a wild card series when you can go mm-hmm. Scherzer to Grom. But this is what happens. Well, and you got to score true. some runs, though, right? You do. I mean, road teams, three of the four road teams in the wild card series ended up winning. How glad are we that as Yankee fans we didn't have to deal with that shit? Oh, it was so nice. It, it was, was so nice to just enjoy I love the three games. Me too. It's perfect because that's what baseball is, right? It's a bunch of three-game series mostly throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Um, last thing I'll say about the Mets, I, I root for the team. I do not root for the fans. It felt so good to talk shit to Mets fans in my life. It really did because oh, I was sure. hearing about it all year, especially when the Yankees went on their slide in August. It felt so fucking good. It 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 does, and it's really a catch twenty two. You know, I, I try to educate. You know, I got to deal with a bunch of Astros fans down here now, but um, I do try to educate some of them on like the dynamic between you know the Yankees and Mets. I'm like, listen, as a Yankee fan, I actually kind of would like to see the Mets be good. I, I don't care about what people say. It was like you can only root for one. Of course we root for the Yankees. But rooting at, at wanting any modicum of Mets success comes at the expense of Mets fans being just the most obnoxious group of fans in the world and it's just not worth it. No, it's like you come out once every, you know, what has it been since 2016? You come out every fucking eight years or whatever and you talk your shit and then you go back into your hole. See you later. And it looks like that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I still trust that this is going to be a little different because you've got Cohen. Mm-hmm. And even if DeGrom leaves and a couple of other guys leave, I, I trust that they're going to spend the resources because they can. I don't think this is the same old, oh, we had two years and now the Wilpons no. still are not going to invest in this team. But, yeah, it, listen, when you've got the Braves locking up literally the entire core of players and they have the money to spend on other top free agents, I mean, you're, you're going to be battling with that team. You've got the Phillies now who – are in the second round of the playoffs, the the NLDS against the Braves. It's that division's really good. Leading in the series, by the way. Yes, I know they're playing right now. The last time I checked, they were down three nothing in the eighth. But uh, we might as well just get into the division series, Tom. And we don't need to recap the wild card series since they're come and gone. But we did want to touch on the Mets. But we've got the Yankees. Well, let's be honest, man. Last yesterday, it was really a workmanlike type win. They win four to one. They get down early. I know some people were losing their shit when Cole gave up the home run. I continually Everybody say relax. he gives up a home so, run. One. Yeah, and so solo shots will not kill you. It's the three run oh, homers yeah. that kill you. No, nah, and listen, let me tell you right now, Stephen Kwan, I would fucking kill to have him on the Yankees. He is gonna be a thorn in the side this entire series. He, that guy is a great fucking player. And if it wasn't for you know, a, a guy in Seattle and Julio and, and whatnot, he would win Rookie of the Year. What a, what a great player. I really like him. Um, but, yeah, I mean, 
Cole, he's uh, nice nine starts. He gives up a solo shot. So the ball goes out of the park. That's fine. Whatever. Because the Yankees are going to do hopefully what they do. And, and the very Yankee-esque win, you get a couple guys on base with a walk and you win on the long ball. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. And, and yeah, the solo shots don't kill you. You deal with that. As we've talked about, the great pitchers give up a lot of solo home runs. With Cole, it's the unraveling that sometimes comes after the home run, yep. which we almost saw in the third, right? And, well, yeah, the, the walk and then, you know, a the little. The hit by pitch. But what you really saw were the little things in a game like this, dude, of why you could see the Yankees really targeted Bader for a postseason run. He cuts off that ball in left center on the double by uh, Ramirez that easily would have scored the run if it was Aaron Hicks or maybe even Aaron Judge out there. Bader mm-hmm. gets to it. And then you get the fielder's choice, great play by Donaldson, and then Cole gets the huge strikeout. And I really felt like after that he was going to settle in, and he did. You get the home run by Bader, and I thought when Donaldson didn't run out of the box and got tagged, oh, I was like, oh, fucking here we go. <laughs> by the way, let me just say this, and I, I didn't like the sign in the first place. I've always fucking hated Donaldson. I think he's an asshole. I mean, I, I understand the defensive metrics. I just I don't like him. I, I, he just, I don't like him. No, I don't. I've never liked him either uh, from his days with Toronto. But, and then he's I a lot like, I mean, he does have a better eye than Baez, but he's a lot like Baez, where when that bat speed went, it's just he's not a professional hitter. That's a really good comp. That's a really good comp. Yeah, he's not, he's not targeting up those fastballs. But you know what? Despite his, his really bad batting average and not great numbers this year, he's weirdly been super clutch. So that's, I think, why you have them yeah and, a little saving grace trust them in spots but ikf you know he gets off to that terrible start makes the error in the first he grabs into the double play but he picks up donaldson hits the single misplay by the right fielder gets to third and then trevino with a really good really good piece of hitting sack fly and then by the obviously way, great job catching Rizzo, baby yeah great job catching I mean, this is the yankees defense don't you get the sense time just watching one playoff game this year it is so different than watching playoff games in the past. Absolutely. The only thing that concerns me is the your favorite thing, the IKF, where it's seemingly, you know, not a not a complete routine ground ball, but a play he should make that he just doesn't. Yeah, I don't trust him. I have a bad feeling he's gonna make an error that costs him. He almost made another one later in the game that Rizzo dug out. Yep. But you get the home run by Rizzo, you get six and a third dominant innings by Cole. And I do want to point this out. He was bullying wonder, them, as Rizzo said, like literally bullying them. Yeah, and his breaking ball was the best I've seen it in a really I mean, long this, time. This team, they were like over the last ten years when baseball went strikeout home run. They were historically they, they. This team does not strike out, and he struck out eight. Yeah, but that's the thing, right? I mean, they don't strike out, but they also don't face a lot of great pitching in that division. Oh yeah, but no, no doubt. This, this was the last point I wanted to make. Aaron Boone, I you know we've talked about him chapter and verse in his time as a Yankee manager. I say that he's not as bad of a manager as people make it out to be because they are so analytically driven and they've had so many you know opportunities to make moves that are already pre pre preordained heading into games. This is going to be, Tom, I think, where we really see how good of a bullpen manager Boone is and if he wins or loses games. And the reason being is this. They're going closer by committee. They're going relievers by matchups. And I thought last night he did a brilliant job. 
Cole loved it. He gives them the batter in the seventh. He gets the out, then gives up the hit. You go Loizaga. Yeah, then you go Peralta, double plays induced by both of them, and then you let Holmes. I which, love to be that. Honest, man, not been great this year. Well, not been great the second half. Right. But I I love that because he's coming off of a shoulder, and I think I think uh, I don't know, it was Vas was Vasgersian announcing. No, it was. Uh, I don't know. No, it was I don't, Costas and Darling. Cut. Yeah, kind of boring. I almost fell asleep like thirty times. But aside from that, um, they they mentioned that. Um, he hadn't pitched in like a week and a half, two weeks. And I was like, I, I love that Boone's getting him in here and letting him get his feet wet. And he did it with two out or with one out too. And I felt like he put him in a position where he could come in and, you know, he hit the first batter, but it wasn't going to be like, Oh shit. Now we're mm-hmm. on the edge of our seats. Yeah, no, I, um, the only thing, I am a little concerned about is that Stanton just didn't seem to be getting around on that fastball. And the I forgot the pitcher, Class A, is that the pitcher's name? Well, Quantrill. Started. No, I'm sorry, Quantrill. Um, Class A is the closer. Yeah, I got them confused there. Sorry, boys. Um, hopefully that's not bulletin board material for that. No, I'll, <laughs> I'll, fly, I'll let you slide on um, that. <laughs> he just isn't getting around on the fa- – and the guy doesn't throw that hard. I'm just – I'm a little concerned about that, but it's only one game. I'd be concerned if I didn't see him turn around a 99-mile-an-hour fastball in Texas. Okay. And let's be honest, you know, Judge didn't look great at the plate yesterday either. No. The Yankees' offense didn't look great overall. I mean, Bader Bader hit one out and Rizzo hit one out. And other than that, it was, you know, the small ball for the for the other run. Hey, I, I will take the small ball, but that is how the Yankees win. It's just get up there and hit the ball as far as you can, if not take a walk. And so far, so good. Ten left. Ten wins left. That's right, baby. And let's be frank, man. Like that's that's how a lot of teams win. You know, the the teams that yeah, hit home runs. Yeah, the teams that win generally hit home runs, more home runs than the other team. We talked about that in that Mets Brave series. I mean, yeah. Moving look on. at the Guardians against the Rays. I mean, I know they don't hit a lot of home runs, but they hit a bunch in that series. Um, before we move on, how do you feel about Nasty Nestor Game Two? I just wanted to ask you that. Oh yeah, sure. I feel great about him. I I think he's going to be awesome and. You know, Bieber's going to be a tough challenge, but I, I have full trust in Nestor. How about you? Absolutely. Let's. I, I think we're going to get six strong out of him. I mean, the guy is just seems as laid back and ready to go as anybody. Every every time that I wonder, like, oh, is this going to be the time where another team, you know, rocks him? I, he he just shut completely shuts you out, and he knows how to pitch, and also. That bullpen's going to be rested. You've got Tyon and her and Herman ready to go. So I, I feel good about it. I really do. Um, I say the Yankees win in four. Um, wow. Do you have an opinion on that? You think they? Oh no, it's not a sweep. It's a, yeah, I agree with that. I think the Indians take one. I mean the yeah, Guardians. I, sorry. That I will also let you slip with. Everybody's slipping with that, and I might too. Uh, but yeah, I mean, listen. They're, they're going to throw Bieber and McKenzie in the next two. You got to imagine they might be able to get one. The biggest thing for the Yankees is make sure you have a lead head going late. I know that sounds obvious, but that Cleveland bullpen is fucking ridiculous. No doubt about it. Let's jump on Bieber. The guy's had an up and down year, um, and he's the type of pitcher that the Yankees can hit. Um, they have hit. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he doesn't throw very hard. He He's just... And and if he's not spotting things, then they're gonna hit him. Mackenzie's been nasty this year, so let's get yeah. let's get that second win, put their backs against the wall, and then get the win in game. What are we four? 
Yep, the Bronx sounded electric last night too. Um, oh so yeah, would have loved to have gone. It looked a lot of fun. Maybe you can get L- ALCS tickets. Let's just make sure the Yankees. My cousin more. tried, and I told I him know. he was stupid for it, and now I'm kicking myself. Well, you know not, what? I don't want to. I, I don't want to be cold. It's the same thing as somebody's like, "You want to go to the Jets game?" I'm like, "I don't go to the Jets games after Halloween, my friend." Don't forget the last time the Yankees had a division series game one. You and I were at the game a couple years ago. You and I were there. That was a miserable time in my life, but you cheered me up and we got through it. And I think we won. Yeah, they beat the Twins. I know you were you weren't doing great, but listen, we I had experience the game with you. Um, and look at you now. Um, By the way, yes. I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, but. I will extend to you the guest room that I'm sitting in right now if there is a parade. I'm just saying. Fingers crossed. Oh, baby. Okay, let's let's cross that bridge when we get there. Um, that would be a great, a great reason to get up there. Astros beat the Mariners in classic Astros fashion. They're getting pummeled. Verlander goes four innings, gives up six runs, and you're thinking Seattle – is picking up momentum from where it left off in that crazy game two against Toronto. By the way, great to see the Blue Jays go home. Fuck them. Um, but also fuck the Astros. Of course <laughs> they won this game. Jordan Alvarez with the walk-off three-run bomb. And to me, I think that was the series, dude. I don't know how you feel. No doubt about it. It kind of had a reflection to me of I thought the Mariners, if they won this game, they really had a chance. Not that I wanted to face either of these teams, but – Given our history, recent history with the Astros, I'd prefer the Mariners. Made me feel like a lot of the uh, Golden State series where J.R. Smith forgot to call timeout or whatever he did. Uh, And it was like, that was the game. If you have any chance, that was the game. And that's felt a lot this way. And I think the Astros are probably, maybe they lose a game, but I'm feeling a sweep. Yeah, I'm right there with you, man. I really am. It it just, just... It's funny because, again, I'm down here, and it was a day game. It started at 3.35 Central Time, so I'm at work until 9. And I'm teaching a Group X class, and I was talking shit with one of my friends who was getting his own workout in as they were down. I think it was in the 6th or 7th by by 6 runs or 5 runs, whatever the hell it was. And I was like, oh, this is great. You know, I don't want to talk too much shit because the Yankees haven't played yet, but, oh, it would be great if Verlander lost. And I finish up, and I'm – heading over to him and he's like dude Jordan walked it off I was like what he's like Jordan walked it off I was like you absolute motherfucker (laughs) it's unbelievable I mean we're destined we're destined for it but you know what that's fine that's how I want to win anyways we got to kill the demons you got to hey they did it against uh Anaheim in 20 in 2009 remember they had a really bad postseason history with them oh Uh, yeah could almost also never beat them in the regular season either so Hey, it seems like that's that's how it's going to have to go. No doubt about it. Dodgers beat the Padres 5-3. How do we see this one going? I think the Dodgers are going to take it. Yeah, me too. I'm trying to pull up the score right now. I know it was tied. We still have a tie game. By the way, uh, Atlanta beat Philly. I know we'll talk about that in a minute. But, yes, Dodgers-Padres tied top 6-3-3. Trey Turner already has two home runs in this series. Um Kershaw, you know, hey, this might be the matchup he loses against Darvish, but I still like the Dodgers. Yeah, no doubt. The Dodgers are just better across the board. Um, Phillies, they're looking like they're going to go 1-1 with the Braves. Last time I checked, they were still down 3-0. Shocked that they're here, but you know what? Bryce Harper is, is back. This team, all their big hitters are hitting, and their bullpen looks a lot better than it did at the beginning of the year. 
You know, that was an unbelievable win they had in St. Louis on Friday in game one. You think uh, you think Pujols is done? Well, he said he's retiring, and yeah, I think so. I mean, he got to 700. I, I don't I think he's done. Yeah. What about Yachty? I don't know if he said he is or if his future is still undecided. I think him and Wayne Wright are still, you know, they're not 100% sure about their futures. Okay. What do you think? I think the Braves win this series. Yeah, me too. Uh, right pitch tonight. I think this goes down. five, by the way. Okay. Um, I don't know the status on Strider, and that's my only caveat. That's why. Yeah, that's my only caveat. So I'll agree with you. Let's say the Braves come back to Atlanta and win in game five. God, imagine they just – it's one of those things where, like, your young pitcher gets injured and then you have him as, like, your closer, your pseudo-closer. Ugh, God, Strider. Ugh, I, I, dude, it would be – I'll tell you one thing about the Braves. Like, look at what they've done even since the regular season ended. They they brought back Morton. Well, Morton said, I want to come back, and they gave him the extension through next year, and then they give Strider the six-year extension. It's just like, you've got to be shitting me. Man. Yeah, and they, they, signed, they signed Harris, who is, like, my favorite position player now. In the middle of the season, too, by the way. Yeah. Oh, and they also also did that with Austin Riley. Yeah. Not to mention already having a Cacuna and Albies. It's 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 an embarrassment of riches. That's what I'm saying. They they are so financially and set. Olsen too on a pretty good deal. And Olsen, yeah, got the eight year deal. They are so financially set with these guys that they can sign whoever the fuck they want. But it's been a good postseason so far, man. I mean, the wild card series were really exciting. We're in the division series now. Um, and a lot of good baseball left. I just love postseason baseball. It is so fun. Me too, man. It is a lot of fun. And there's a vibe. There's a vibe around here with the Yankees. Which I love to hear. Which I love to hear. Um, and Cole, by the way, big shout out. Slay the, at least for now, everybody can shut the fuck up. Thank God, man. I was really happy to see that. And if you're going to bitch about the solo home run, then go fuck yourself. How about that? I mean, you, you demand... And we've talked about this, right? It's like some fans are still like, well, I need to see him do it against the Astros or Braves. And I'm like, honestly, like you guys are the worst. Like <laughs> it, the regular season, you can't shit on him for a bad start in July and then say that, well, you know, he was supposed to do that against Cleveland. It's the fucking playoffs. You do it against whoever you're playing. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, these are the same people that hate Stanton and hate a lot of pretty much anybody the Yankees bring in. And they're miserable fans. Um, any more baseball points? Or you want to get down to uh, college six or week six of college football? Now nah, let's talk some ball. All right, we got a lot to recap, so we'll go relatively quick. We do have some new rankings, Tom. Georgia moved into one with a forty-two to ten game against Auburn. I remember asking you last week if that was a get-right game. You were hundred percent right. Good call by you. Ohio State moves to number two. They also had no problem with Michigan State forty-nine twenty. But the Bama game, I think we need to spend a minute on. They held on to beat A&M 24-20. Bryce Young did not play in this game. Jalen Milrow did. I don't know how much of this you caught, if at all. But I'm feeling very nervous about Alabama this coming week, but I'm glad they got the win. Oh, I, I would be. I mean, Tennessee's quarterback looks really good. Yeah. Oh, Hooker? Yeah, he's a he's he's in, he's in conversation for the Heisman. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, I would be worried, too. I mean – to let Texas A&M, who, what, they've lost two games already this year? Mm-hmm. And including, they lost to, what was it, um, what was the name of that? It's Appalachian State, right? 
Yeah, good good memory, and they also lost to Arkansas, which has yeah to now. to lose to those two teams and to let them put up twenty on you guys. I'd be super worried about the defense. First of all, uh, for me, I think Ohio State should be number one in the country. I think honestly, they're the team to beat. Um, Alabama, I would be worried, and I gotta be honest. I mean, I haven't looked at their schedule, but I I think Alabama slips up. I mean, it's. This coming week is, I think, the real opportunity. Then it's Mississippi State, who also is no cakewalk. But I do believe that um, I do believe that Bryce Young will be back this week. That seems to be the talk, uh, which would go a long way. Milrow, really nice game manager, but he's not ready to. I don't think go into Tennessee and win that game. No, I mean, but then again, like it, it, we could be talking about a completely different different thing here if Saban can go into Tennessee and you know, just straight up roll this team 24 to three or something. It was number six in the country and rightfully so. No doubt about it. Um, next game, Michigan beat Indiana. Um, they stay undefeated. Um, Tennessee, <laughs> LSU lost at number 25 real quick, 40 to 13. <laughs> um, my Trojans, my maybe Trojans. I haven't looked recently. I got a wedding to pay for, so I haven't taken that class yet. But it's coming. Um, <laughs> number seven beats Washington State pretty easily. Oklahoma State. I mean, Texas Tech can put up some points, huh? They can. And Texas Tech really wanted to play the role of upset. And they oh, were yeah. close. This game came really close. I mean, they got off to a hot start when I checked you that know, game. Yeah, the thing that I see that's different about Oklahoma State this year is uh, is Sanders, the quarterback. He's not making those mistakes that he's made the last few years that have cost them games. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oklahoma State. I mean, they have a pretty stout defense for, especially for for a Big Twelve team. They've been really good for a few years on defense in terms of that in that conference. But yeah, Sanders to me is the X factor. He's always put up good numbers, but you know he's capable of making that one or two really bad decisions. But so far this year, he is the Daniel Jones, as we like to call him. The Daniel Jones. Hey, listen, that Daniel Jones has two in five games this year. So that's true. Saquon Barkley, best quarterback in football. Stop that. (laughs) Uh, Ole Miss beat Vandy fifty-two twenty-eight. We keep that in there because Ole Miss is in the top ten in a stacked SEC. UCLA beat Utah. This was a fun game. I checked. I was disappointed in this game. It I know Utah done. lost early to Florida, but I thought if they had they won this game, decidedly, I thought they might have been able to sneak into uh, the college football playoff. But it seems like they're all but done now with two losses. Yeah, they are. But the, this was going on at the same time as the um, Texas Tech Oklahoma State game, so it was like a really fun back and forth there. But UCLA, the reason I I was kind of rooting for them is I would have loved nothing more than that for that UCLA USC game to have that major implications as to maybe see who's going to stay alive in the college football playoff and maybe win the uh the whole Pac twelve. Yeah, no doubt about it. I think USC is going to fucking roll them. Um Oregon beats Arizona. Don't care. Um but they are ranked Big game here. Big game. Sorry to Will Smith. TCU beats Kansas. I thought this game, I thought Kansas honestly was going to get blown out. Um, they kept it well, close. They lost their quarterback. Well, I don't know because I was looking at reports on this. As you, Will's a big Kansas fan now, so I was I was keeping track. And somebody reported that the quarterback's out for the year, but apparently the quarterback himself refuted that that report. 
All right. Well, hey, maybe. I, well, let's maybe wait. Let's right wait for to. more news to come out. It's his body. It's his body. And uh, listen, he he didn't he didn't finish this game though. I wonder if the game was would have been at all different. They only lost by seven, but TCU's the real deal, man. They are a fucking good team. Yeah. No, and I mean, I I'd have to look at TCU's schedule, but maybe maybe they have a chance if they if they run it, if they run the table. Oh, I, I think they have a chance. They absolutely do. Because now you see the way that this Big 12 is forming, and if they run mm-hmm. the table in that conference, yeah, they will have done the job. Because this next game, I'm only putting in, not only because they went to number 22, but Texas beat Oklahoma 49 nothing in the biggest, the most lopsided win in that rivalry. And, dude, I just cannot believe the fall from grace, A, that Oklahoma's having, and B, what a difference Quinn Ewers makes. I mean, he literally could make any throw on that field that he wanted. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me, dude. And yeah, Quinn Ewers, I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be super interesting next year with, with the Manning kid going down there. Um, I don't think he's gonna start. I don't know if he red shirts or, or maybe He'll he's already, maybe he's already in the transfer portal. <laughs> no, I think Arch is going to redshirt. That's the that seems to be the plan. But yeah, that was forty nine nothing. I mean, my God, it was twenty eight nothing at the half. Uh, and then I just got to put this game in because no, JMU is at number twenty five. This is their first year in FBS, and it's only their sixth game, and they're in the top twenty five. I just think that's fucking awesome. That coach better get promoted to another school. Oklahoma might be eyeing us. <laughs> Wouldn't blame them at all. I mean, shit. By the way, NFL, let's stop hiring college coaches, by the way. Oh, yeah, we'll talk about that. They <laughs> need they, they, they probably should make that a mandate right now. But, yeah, anyway, that is the week six. This rundown. week, by the way, is fucking huge. Week seven, my God. We got two big games. Yeah, so let's talk about them. What are the two that well, are really standing out? Well, three, realistically, Sean. I'll tell you three that stand out to me. I would have cared about the Utah-USC game, but the Utah lost last week. We got Michigan at Penn State. That game's huge because Penn State's still undefeated, if I'm not mistaken. So that's going to have major implications because if Michigan can sneak by in this one, then they're going to have a big matchup with Ohio State, and that's kind of going to determine the Big Ten there. You Last year, Michigan won that for the first time ever. Finally, um, Harbaugh got over the over the top. Uh, the second one is obviously Alabama going to Tennessee. Your boy Young should be back, like you said. But Tennessee's kind of a wagon this year, so that's going to be probably the biggest test for Alabama this year until they face – do they face Georgia? They must. Uh, they only would if it's in the SEC championship. Okay. And yeah. then um, my biggest game, in my opinion, of the week, because I think this game all but decides the Pac-12, we talked about it, and I just looked at their schedule and you have it on here, is Oklahoma State at TCU. I'm, that game I might have to sit on the couch and watch the whole game. It's going to be quite the game up in Dallas-Fort Worth area where TCU is. It's – yeah, you I, making I the trip? Over. No, um, but <laughs> I'm actually no shit, dude. So I'm actually going to the Texas game again, again this week. But a different group of friends got the tickets. So wow, uh, it was no like, t-shirts, uh, buddy. No t-shirts, no hats. I'm not. No, I'm playing the white tee again. And do not put those. Do not put those horns up either. I don't care. Do not put those horns up. You didn't earn those horns. I didn't earn those horns. No, but it's. I'm saying I'm very happy. It's an 11 a.m. kickoff. They're playing Iowa State, and because the Bama game's at 2:30 here, so I want to I want to finish up that game. I hope 
Texas is killing them, so I can get out maybe around sometime through the fourth quarter and drive home. Beat the traffic. Be ready for kickoff. Uh, yeah, dude, this weekend down here between the Texas home game and ACL weekend two, it's just it's going to be lunacy, but it's going to be a lot of fun. How did I do breaking down that that those games I like? You do a phenomenal job. I don't. I feel like I don't even have to pat you on the back anymore. No, because true. You are a college football savant. Uh, NC State Syracuse is also kind of an interesting one. Fifteen versus eighteen, so a top twenty matchup. And then yeah, but, Mississippi State against Kentucky. I mean, I like those matchups, but you know how the non-parity is. And, and as long as Clemson doesn't slip up, do those do those games really matter? I mean, I guess yes, because whichever team wins, they're probably going to play Clemson at some point, so it makes it interesting. But I, you know, it, I just doesn't do. No, it for you're me. you're right. In the grand scheme of things, like I love college football, so I I look forward to those games because I like to see who could possibly play the role of upset and. I just like to see how a conference is, right? Because, like, I think the ACC sucks. But this year, the ACC is actually really good. We've shit on the Big 12. The Big 12 is actually really good, despite Oklahoma being ass. And then those Pac-12 teams. I mean, how long have we shat on the quote-unquote conference of champions? That, that conference is loaded with top 25 teams. Yeah, no, it, it really is. No, you know, nothing outside of USC at the major, major top. But unless UCLA can get something going here, maybe we could see two in the top ten. I don't know, maybe on the back end. But, no, they are loaded. I'm, I, another game that I, I think Will should really sit down and watch is Kansas at Oklahoma because this is the best shot they've had at beating Oklahoma probably in the in the history of the university. And it's in Lawrence, Kansas again. So especially if that quarterback says he's not done for the year, does he play? Who knows? But I mean, after watching Oklahoma against Texas, that team sucks. And I know Texas got Ewers back, but to lose 49, nothing is just, that's, that's wild. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it happened so fast. I mean, Texas did whatever they wanted. They could do whatever they wanted. Yeah. I'm trying to find out what's up with this uh, with this Jalen Daniels thing. He's doubtful. Doubtful. What was the injury? I know he left, but I can't shoulder. remember the injury. It was a shoulder. Yeah. I'm I'm just trying to read real quick here. I mean, it says a- it says nothing about it being. A, it's just saying. It's just saying doubtful. It's it's saying nothing about it being. A, a season-ending thing, and this was yesterday. Well, you know, this was written. Well, so you, you know the thing about college football, and, and this is this is another thing that will probably drive you nuts, is because they are college kids, and these coaches are basically the CEOs of the programs. They don't have to release shit if they just say what the injury is. Like you know, in hockey, even though we're not hockey fans, or they'll just be like upper body. Yeah, upper body out five days. Like that's that's kind of how. I mean, dude, Bryce Young literally was warming up on Saturday night, and all of a sudden he's sitting on the sideline and Jalen Milrose playing. And it's like, what the fuck just happened? Um, so yeah, maybe Kansas is just being non-discreet about it, but either event, I would love to see them win and stay in this top 25. Cause if they lose to Oklahoma based off what Oklahoma has done that, sorry, will that run in the top 25 is about to be over. Yeah. I'm rooting for I mean, as far as I'm looking, it's, it's like you said, they just, no, no true details have, uh, have come out. Uh, some freelance reporter for, for a small newspaper reported, uh, called the Lawrence journal world. Um, I, I honestly, I think me and you could probably get a job there full time tomorrow. Uh, with with just this as experience <laughs> and the website that's dead. Um, 
but yeah, he he predicted that he was. <laughs> um, it said grade three separation of the right shoulder, and he wrote, and then the quarterback replied, "Sheesh, that's news to me." So that's a little bit of drama out of Lawrence for right. for a will. Um, See but what yeah. happens when they become a top twenty-five team, Tom. Now all of a sudden there's drama all over the place. They had college game day there last week, and yeah. now you got the quarterback pushing back to a reporter from this acclaimed newspaper. Shit's going down on Lawrence right now. Shit is going down. I just wish I wish they could have had the whole year. That was fun while it lasted. Um yeah, I'm 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 actually legit excited for college football this week. Being that there is three games that like truly matter. Yeah, with like potential national championship implications. Yep, absolutely. All right. Let's move on to week five of and and honestly should we just have will tell him he's gonna come on every every um wednesday because i mean at this point this is i think sean three weeks in a row that all three of our teams and i said it three weeks ago that it probably wouldn't happen again this season all three of our teams won again i know man it's really wild it's you can't believe it because they're definitely not three franchises in the last few years that you could bank on any of them winning in one weekend, let alone all three. Yeah, no, it is it is crazy. If you told me that the Jets, Giants, and even the Cowboys won three games in a row at the, at the, uh, at the beginning of the season, I would have said, are you talking about preseason football? Or did they <laughs> win like a, a ping pong tournament or something? What the fuck? Yeah, no, these are real meaningful games. So let's go over to London, across the pond, as they say. Your Giants beat the Packers 27-22. to This Packers offense, just like the Mets offense, just anemic. So they're up 17-3, and I'm thinking, well, you know, listen, this, this is going to get away from us. I picked the Packers last week. Your coach is uh, the man. And I was like, oh, you know, it's whatever. And then you just see it slowly chip away. Barkley has some huge runs. Jones makes some great throws, again, to no real receivers. And the defense all of a sudden is getting stop after stop. I'm like, what is going on? And once they tied it at 20, Tom, in the second half, not to mention that double reverse to end the first half. I mean, Brian Dable, fucking love you. But when they tied it up, I was like, these motherfuckers are going to win this game. And I want to say this about this game, and then you can give me your thoughts on it. I talked about how the last couple wins came because they just didn't make the stupid mistake and the other team more so lost than the Giants more so won. The Giants won this game. They grabbed this game. And Daniel Jones playing with a little bit of a hurt ankle, that dude made some serious plays at some serious times. And he has, right now, the most game-winning drives of any quarterback in the NFL. It's amazing. I can't believe that they won this game. And I'm so fucking – I was ecstatic when they won this game. It is amazing because I think the Giants have truly found their head coach. Unfortunately, I think the Giants are playing so well that I don't think he's their quarterback, but he might end up being their quarterback committing to him long term. Dude, if he plays like this, I would be fine with it. I know. I just I don't think he's ever going to be a top 12 quarterback. He has been amazing. I'm not trying to shit on him at all. I guess I am. But, no, you're going based off of what he has been, which is a guy that has not been good enough to win many games. Yeah. Um, I mean, he didn't throw any touchdowns in this game, but he did make – he never made a mistake that cost them really, and he made a lot of really, really clutch first downs. 
which is again like you know you said the game against the Bears. Yeah, you know, he he ran for two first. He only threw for seventy eight yards, and I know he came out of that game, but like seriously, he was making throws. And again, I hate to sound. And this is a good record. Packers defense. It's a good Packer defense, and the Giants don't have any real receivers. Darius Slayton, who has had to come out of the doghouse just so he can play because they don't have anybody else, was uh, was a huge focal point. Bellinger, the tight end they drafted in the fourth round, is catching touchdown passes. Richard James, again, they signed a guy off the practice squad who had the most targets in this game. Like, I cannot – Marcus Johnson, I think his name is. Like, I don't even remember. But Daniel Jones is making it work with those guys. And, by the way, the defense under Wink, so refreshing. And they made those stops late in that game. Thibodeau with a lot of pressure off the edge. Dexter Lawrence getting the sack. I mean, it was just – I was ecstatic, dude. There's no other way to describe it. No, no doubt about it. For the Packers, I mean, what's their record? Are they three they and two? They are three and two. I'm not worried about it. I'm not are worried you not about worried it. Worried about it because of the division. Exactly. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not thinking that they're going to go out here and win a Super Bowl, but I'm not worried about it because of their division. Exactly. So when Will came on and I gave him a lot of shit for saying not to, or they're in a lot of trouble, I said relative to what? Winning the division or maybe Super Bowl champs? You're still saying that when push comes to shove, you would take them to figure shit out enough to – I know we all picked the Vikings to win the division, but based off what the Vikings have done, the Packers have as good a shot as anybody, right? Yeah, exactly. I think they're going to do just enough to get there. And I think Rodgers is going to figure out a little bit more with this offense, whether it be getting the running backs even more involved, which is really what they should do because they're their two best players. Or uh, The problem with this offense is that they don't have a, any guys that create any semblance of separation. And, I mean, Rodgers is probably one of the most precise quarterbacks ever. But, I mean, if the, if the guy can't – get open even a hair I don't give a fuck how precise you are the ball's still getting knocked down yeah it is and also on top of that is when they are getting separation guys like Dobbs or Watkins are not holding onto the ball right I mean when his most trusted guy is Randall Cobb at this stand it's this stage of his career that's not an ideal situation no doubt about it Lazard needs to step up big time because he's on my bench in fantasy and I need to sell high because I'm in a world of trouble. Questionable play calls by uh, by LaFleur as well. Yeah, no, I know. A lot of a lot of coaches that we had confidence in are, are not not doing too well this year, but a guy that uh, my is my guy. Yeah, your guy might be the coach of the year at this fucking point. Um for real though, not even a joke. Um I know. A guy that uh, has been coming up roses recently, Salah. The Jets win 40-17 to this game. The, the scoring was a lot higher than it should have been just because Teddy B got knocked out and Tua didn't play. But I'll tell you what, I don't give a shit who was playing quarterback. The way that Jets defense was playing and the way that offense was rolling, I, I think the Jets could have beat any of the Dolphins quarterbacks. I think they would have beat Teddy. Oh, I, I don't. I don't doubt that. And I hate when people do this. It's like, if you want to say it about teams like the bills or the chiefs and like, Oh, they beat a third string quarterback by 40 points, whatever. That's fine. This is the New York jets. Like do not shit on a team that hasn't, that is just trying to learn how to win and say that it wasn't impressive because they beat a third stringer. Like this team, I need to ask you, were you more impressed with the offense or the defense on Sunday? Or equally? Uh-huh. 
I think I was more impressed with the offense just because of the fact that you still are playing a third-string quarterback. I know you just said all that. Defense looked great, but it's like we're going up against a pretty fucking good defense here. We put up 40 on them. Our running backs looked excellent. Zach Wilson looked like he had command of the game. I was just so impressed with this game overall. I was too. Because it's like, Uh, yeah, you know what? The third-string quarterback is in, but like we still got to score points in order to beat them. Yeah, and this is a game where if you don't win or you barely win, you say, well, how good are we? I mean, we couldn't even beat a guy that wasn't expected to play. But I was I was floored with Brees Hall. This was the first game where Finally, I was like, yeah. okay, I see what you've got. And also Sauce Gardner with his first interception. There's going to be a lot more where that came from. Yeah, and a lot of chippiness, too. I mean, you got uh, Michael Carter doing the Jalen Waddle Waddle, and you got Sauce <laughs> throwing up the Tyreek Hill peace sign. Little fuck you to Tyree Kill. Taxes my ass, you piece of shit. It, you know what? It had to feel great as a Jet fan, knowing how much he has slandered your franchise and been like, it was never close. I didn't want to go there. And then you just you just kill him, regardless of what situation. I mean, fucking. What's his face? Um, Quentin Williams stiff armed the shit out of him. That was awesome. Yeah, love it. All right. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think we could be. If we could just stop the season right now, I think I think me, you, and Will would be very happy men. Oh, for sure. <laughs> All right, let's move on to um, to the Thursday night game. They they the Broncos. I would love to skip it, and I would love to have the couple of hours back that I watched this fucking game, Sean, because <laughs> the Broncos have been. I think three out of the five weeks so far, they've been on prime time, so it's like the only game to watch. Well, I hope you're excited for uh, for Monday night this week because they're on it again i just no but first of all nobody likes russell wilson that's one he's fucking annoying so why are you putting him on prime time and can't we flex these i do but i mean to break down the game i'm not even gonna give any credit to the colts i don't think there was a touchdown scored in this game so what kind of credit can i give him and it's just like if I put a gun to your head, you you guys legit still couldn't score a touchdown. That's how fucking bad this is. And yeah, my philosophy about Russell Wilson is that, I, I mean, I think, truly, honestly, I think he got a lobotomy. <laughs> it is my only answer for how quick his fall from grace was. You could tell me that he's trying to become a pocket passer and not rush... Um, and he's not that accurate um, because in Seattle it was all impromptu and him and Lockett and him and Metcalf making plays fine. But, like, for him to be this bad, you mean to tell me he did that on every single play of every single Seattle game for four years or whatever, and that's the reason why? No, this guy was still accurate. He could still sling it from inside the pocket a little bit. He... He's the if Baker Mayfield wasn't playing football, he's the worst fucking quarterback in the league, Sean. No, he's all this is it's on. I literally and I understand it like, you know, fucking Joe Montana ended his career on the Chiefs and 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 Peyton Manning like could was throwing ducks all over the yard. But like that was over years and years uh, and they were so much older like this is this is like unheard of shit. Well, Joe Montana took the Chiefs to an AFC Championship yeah. game, and Peyton Manning Manning won a Super Bowl. Most, 
won a Super Bowl, went to another, and had some of the most prolific offensive years in the history of the quarterback uh, when when he was in Denver. So what we're seeing now is literally not equatable to anything with the pedigree of a Russell Wilson. And we got to talk about this time. He has not been good since the first half of 2020, and that was two years ago when nobody were in, was in the stands, and I was still living up near you. So that's been a long time. And I know Very last year he came back from the thumb injury, but he should never have come back when he did. So I am going to blame some of that play, obviously, on his thumb, but also on the fact that he had too much of an ego. And I think we're starting to see another thing about Russell Wilson. His teammates don't like him. The teammates in Seattle didn't like him. It doesn't appear that he has a lot of love from within that locker room in Denver. You saw Hamler just throw up his hands in disgust when Wilson missed a wide open what would have been game-winning touchdown where he was just like staring down another receiver and missed the throw. As for the Colts, they're horrendous. I don't even want to spend a minute on them. They suck ass. But... Yeah, Russell Wilson, I mean, Tom, we are literally watching what could be, and I know I said it last week, and I'm going to say it again. We are watching potentially the unfolding of the worst trade slash signing of an extension of a team ever made to a former superstar. He has been that bad. Yeah. Um, Give me Daniel Jones over him right now, honestly. Not even close, my dude. Not even close. You're absolutely right. Um, Yeah. Give me Rush. Give me Zach Wilson. Give me all of them. Give me every quarterback, like I said, give me every quarterback in the NFL right now except for Baker Mayfield. Um, But, yeah, enjoy five years of that. But you said something there where you said his teammates don't like him. I don't think that's the right word. That's my other thing I'll say. I will say his teammates don't respect him. Okay. Well, that's even stronger. You can not like somebody but respect them. Exactly. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of guys. I'm sure there's a lot of guys on Green Bay that don't like Aaron Rodgers, think he's annoying, whatever, but they respect him. Nobody sure. on this team even fucking respects Russell Wilson. And I think he lost I think he lost the locker room in Seattle too. I think you're hundred percent right. Look at the love that they give for Geno Smith. Geno Smith, I mean send him back to the Jets at this point he looks fucking great. But yeah, no, he his locker room, he definitely earned the respect of that locker room. And I just think people I mean, dude, I watched the pref press conference. They put it on John Boy Media where oh. uh you probably saw this, right? Where I mean, you're literally, your team is just in the toilet trash, and he still goes with the Broncos Nation Let's Ride thing after it, and it's like, oh. He can't help himself. Dude, it's just like, I mean, he needs, at this point, you should start taking PR advice from Bryson DeChambeau. That's how bad you are. (laughs) Let me be your PR caddy at this point, Russell Wilson. I don't know if it's the fame it's with so, Sierra it's or just, whatever. But. It's, dis- it's literally the only way I could put it is it's so cringeworthy, it's disgusting. It, it, it makes my skin sad. crawl. It, it it honestly is. So imagine what his teammates think of him, right? Like, geez, I mean, we dude. all had kids like that in high school where, like, on your football team or on whatever team we are, where you're just like, shut the fuck up, dude. But, like, this guy is like a, he's married. What is Ciara seeing him? I mean, no, I get I it. Know. He's a little bit more stable than future. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I mean, future. Well, that's that's. He's a he's a bad motherfucker. I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to say anything disrespectful. I you know I don't want any trouble. He'd agree with you. Yeah. No. No doubt about it. I mean, that guy didn't want to settle down. I I get it. I totally get it. She wanted something a little more stable. But this guy's a cornball. Is he more stable? Because he seems like he has ten personalities. Like you know that movie Split. 
That's yeah, like Russell but Wilson. he has like, ten he personalities, and all of them suck. Well, that's the thing. It's like he he doesn't galvanize this team, and unlike the Seattle days, where at least he had that that fan base for the most part, you know, who will always love him for what he did in the first part of his career. Bronco fans don't feel any allegiance to Russell Wilson, and we talked you know, about how Yankee fans boo Cole and boot Stanton. This is this could this could possibly be the worst turn from a franchise to a player of all time. You know what? I I don't think we've heard any of his quotes on it yet. So I'm going to extend an invite to somebody who always seems to be honest in themselves, even if they're in the media. Marshawn Lynch, you are welcome on this podcast to talk Russell Wilson anytime. I really want to hear what anybody above anyone else in the world has to say about Russell Wilson from Marshawn Lynch. First of all, if we get Marshawn Lynch, uh, you might have to quit your job, and I might quit mine because uh, we would have blown up at that point. Um, but could you – what, what if there's anybody that would truly be honest about what about Russell Wilson, it's him. Because the rest of these players really have, but I've never heard yeah. what he has to say about it. Uh, Russell uh, – or Russell um, – Richard Sherman on the Thursday night game went up and on, and on him a lot in the post game because he's working for a prime now. Yeah, he was on, he was at the Sherman's got a lot to say about a lot a lot of people. He's yeah, like, but you know what? You they won a Super Bowl together. They went to another one together, and I think that there is that brotherhood within the NFL fraternity. And you don't hear former teammates who have had success with certain guys talk like that about somebody. You just don't. So, in the controversy of the. Um, Golden Tate Russell Wilson thing. Who do you whose side do you take now? Oh, I mean you gotta take Golden Tate. <laughs> oh, oh wow, Sean. I'm sorry. Like the track record right now has been built up. There's I mean Russell Wilson I always thought he was great, but I'm not I never played on his team. I'm not a fan of the team he ever played for. I respected him as a third round draft pick that did that. But apparently he is just He's been a pariah. Our teammates don't respect him, as you said, more so than don't like him. You're taking the home record, Golden Tate, over Russell Wilson. I'm not saying Russell Wilson's a bad guy, but the evidence is he's, he's leading up to the point where maybe he is a really bad teammate and a very selfish teammate and a teammate that doesn't command respect in the sport where you need to command respect from the guys you're supposed to be leading into battle. No, you're you're totally right. Um, it's just hard to put into words. It really is. Seems like a spiritual guy, you know. Good with Sierra, great. You know, not a shred of of evidence with anything really bad in the grand scheme of things. But in terms of the sport, in terms of what he's done for his teammates and his the teams he's played for of late, not good. Not good at all. On to the next game. Patriots beat the Lions twenty nine to nothing. Uh, this is a Bill Belichick type team right here. I it mean, is. really good defense and two great running backs. I don't know if the Patriots are any good, but I mean, to shut down the Lions. I, honestly, I know it's weird to say to shut down Will Smith's Detroit Lions, but I mean, they were averaging like forty points a game, and they they threw up a donut, which is huge in the NFL. I think Belichick likes coaching this team. I do too. I don't think he gives a shit who plays quarterback. Brian Hoyer, fucking whatever this guy's name is. Uh, what is it? Bolt or Zag? Zappy. Or Zappy. I but knew close. it was something to do with electricity. <laughs> um, 
I mean, Mac Jones, he he doesn't give a shit. I mean, he's just going to stick the ball in the chest of Rashawn Stevenson and Harris and let the defense get after it. Yeah, this team does seem like they're finding themselves a little bit. Even with that loss in in Green Bay, they had had that game. I don't know if they make the playoffs. I guess it's kind of wide open in the AFC, but they are definitely at the end of the year going to play the upset to somebody else. I'm telling you that. They're not going to be – yeah, they're going to be the team that nobody really wants to play as the season goes on. Move on to the next game. Go ahead and shit on me, fucking Staley. Well, <laughs> I mean, listen, I- I'm watching the red zone. I- I'm basking in my Giants glory. And I'm watching Brandon Staley with a two-point lead and a minute and 15 seconds left. Go for fourth down, fourth and two on his own 46, and not get it. And Jacoby Brissett is quarterbacking the other team. And I'm sitting here, I'm saying, I really hope you lose. And not only lose, I hope you lose and you're not allowed on the flight back to L.A. Because I'm really going to detest him. This is not analytics. This is not um, new age coaching. I mean, Austin Eckler, or not Austin Eckler, uh, Keenan Allen, who was out for this game, I was literally watching at home, tweeted out, WTF are we doing <laughs> in live time? I mean, I yeah, mean, of course you punt that ball. You, you mean to, you put the ball on the 10-yard line, whatever, and you say, here, Jacoby Brissett, go 90 yards And to the beat only us. reason they won was not because they stopped Cleveland. Cleveland got the spot that they wanted with a kicker who has been awesome so far this year who just yanked a 54-yarder. If he makes that kick and they lose, oh, my God. And I'm telling you, that's what I said before. Now, listen, I picked the Raiders, so I look like a jackass. But it doesn't matter how much talent this Chargers team has. That coach will weigh them down and lose them games. And he should have lost one on Sunday. No, no doubt about it. That's one that that even with a win, it doesn't really feel like a win, and it's going to be tough to come back from with the locker room and whatnot, especially when you got your best wide receiver tweeting out, what the fuck are we doing? Um, It's just, I don't know, man. I thought he was going to learn. Everybody was telling me how smart he was. I was wrong. It's it's only smart if it constantly works, but – when it doesn't but it's also work, like team games. It's also like listen, last year you can almost justify it because you're going he literally went for it like every time. Now it's like he fucking flip flops and it's like, okay, if you want to play the analytics game, fine, but the only way the analytics game works is if you stick to the fucking script. Same thing with, with the Broncos head coach. You gotta do it. If you're gonna be an analytics guy, that means like it, it plays out over the season, which means you have to do it every time. You can't go analytics and then go against the analytics here. Like you have to do it every time in order for it to play out. That's what averages and analytics are. In case Staley doesn't understand numbers, I could give him a bit of an education. I'm not like the best <laughs> at math, but I can figure out the basic law of averages. Well, on top of that too is what's what is it then? Why are these not working? Because then I can question your play calling too. If you consistently the, don't convert, then you're clearly not calling up good plays. And there's a difference between using analytics as a tool and using it as a crutch. Yes, I was right? just going to say, man, that it's become a cop out. I mean, we talked about Harbaugh the week before, right? Like, it's it's 
you can't just say, well, the analytics say, the analytics say. We've been talking about this in baseball for years. Okay, well, the analytics say this based off this, this, and this. Well, if you're not if you're not plugging in good plays and you're going up against a defense that's trying to make a stop, then you're you're not necessarily putting the whole equation in. Analytics for me right now, bro, stands for unpreparedness. You're not prepared yeah. for this situation because it's like I'll give you one of like the the most historic plays in football history, and that goes back to Seattle in the play in the Super Bowl. We're talking about Russell Wilson again. When they're scrambling and everybody wants Bill Belichick to call timeout, but instead of going with the analytics where it says call timeout here or whatever, Bill Belichick has his head in the game. He knows the situations, and he's like, they're scrambling over there. I'm going to let them sweat, and I'm not going to bail them out with a timeout here. And look what happens. Yeah, great example there. And obviously the analytics set there, you know, call throw timeout. the football. Well, I was going to say for Seattle, also, it was like throw the football here. And it was like, well, you're going up against a, a all-time defensive genius. And you have Marshawn Lynch, by the way. And you have Marshawn Lynch, right? So it's, yeah, but you're right. And I feel like it's just leaked into all sports now where you can't even question these coaches anymore because they're going to just throw evidence at you that says we need to do this, this, and this. Listen, we're both, I think we're both millennials here. We can both appreciate the analytics. I love numbers. I get numbers and whatnot. But it gets to a certain point where I almost feel like it's it's fucking it's it's laziness and it's just a cop out and there's not even any true coaching going on anymore with some of these guys. The analytic we had a fifty one percent chance of this. It's like, well, look at the fucking situation. Right, right. Well, that's the other thing. Analytics is diluted. It's supposed to bring clarity to certain situations. As a matter of fact, it's diluting it because, again, forever you punt that ball. Now, I understand if it's Patrick Mahomes on the other side there or or Josh Allen, you say, well, you know what? They're going to come down and score anyway. Um, so let's let's maybe go for it here and let's see if we can just bury them. I, I actually, at that point, could understand the way of thinking. Totally. But when it's Jacoby Brissett, it is not going to be the same deal. And and now you're giving this team a super short field with plenty of time to get into field goal range. No, yeah, I, I 100% agree with you. It's just we're going at this point I want analytics for analytics to see how well the analytics work. <laughs> I take that class. Maybe it's at <laughs> USC. Yeah, right? Maybe that'll be maybe that'll be my online class. I'll buy I'll buy that class and a and a fucking hoodie. Maybe they offer it a Bama so I can finally validate my fandom to you. There you go. Um, okay, Texans, by the way, we don't feel anything about the Browns in this game, right? They're just treading water. No, I mean they are 100% treading water if they can win a couple more games it'll make it interesting for when Scumbag Watson comes back. Okay. That's his uh, new Texans. name by the way. It's no longer Deshaun. Yeah, I like it. Um Texans beat the Jaguars. I'll say the Jaguars let the Texans win. Uh boy, after that Jaguars win uh <sighs> that we were feeling really no, good about. Them. Oh, I know you did. Oh, brutal. Boy, this division absolutely Trevor brutal. Lawrence two stinkers in a row, but uh, I think we still the jury is still out. Agreed. Talent's there, but the jury's still out. Sorry. Yeah, I'm not. I don't want to spend any more time on this game. That division stinks, and mm-hmm. uh, you know both of these teams stink. All right, uh, Bucks. Boy, do they get bailed out again? Uh, they beat. I will say beat the Falcons. Them and the refs. Twenty-one fifteen. I mean, this roughing the passer, man. We got to spend a minute on this. 
it, it came to the forefront this weekend. I understand the concern and the instant reaction after the Tua injury, fine. But, I mean, if you're calling some of these roughing the passers, then I just don't understand why we even have tackle football anymore. <laughs> I mean, you heard it on the Simmons podcast where Sal, it's like Brady was having a bad week, so the ref was like, I'm going to cheer him up a little <laughs> bit here. But you know what? I, I just think maybe the NFL at this point is throwing up the middle finger finally after, I don't know, it feels like since – the early mid two thousands, we've been complaining about these concussions and whatnot. And they're like, you guys are pissed about two of fine. This is what football's going to look like now. Fuck you guys. It's been brutal. I mean, I'm all for trying to find ways to keep quarterbacks safe, but listen, when it becomes, you can't even make plays because don't, you know, it's going to come a point with one of our teams, right? One of our teams is going to make a great stop and we're going to be in, a euphoric state and we're going to watch another win. And then it's going to say that John Franklin Myers or Kayvon Thibodeau gets called for a roughing the passer. I got a genius idea. What's that? All right. Let's take, let's, let's use some analytics here. Let's use some data and let's, they put chips in the football. Let's take, let's take the refs and, and the human error out of it. Let's put a chip in the helmet of the quarterback. And basically it'll sense the type of hit and whether or not, you know, it'll blink red if it was fucking roughing the passer. And if not, it's green to go. How about that? Well, there's, well, there's different ways to rough the passer too. Cause there's also the one where if you go for the tackle under the knees, right? So sure, I'm just talking more about the too. head ones that are, that'll also help concussions. I mean, listen, patent pending. It's, it's not the worst idea you've had, but it also is a little bit of a, there, there's some flaws in it. But We're going to workshop. This is, yeah, I think it this is the ground on. floor. You know, We're still on the drawing board here. That's right. Well, at least you're coming up with something because something does have to be Better done than the NFL. It. I just saved, Sean, in, this, in the matter of 2020, I saved the PGA Tour and I saved the NFL. You got anything else you need to talk to me about? I'm not good at, I'm not good at military strategy and whatnot, so I can't. I can't fix Europe right now. I can't do that. Well, I was not going to ask that, so uh, so no worries. Um, maybe we can discuss more about college football. Big college basketball season's coming up. Um, I think baseball. College basketball is in trouble. In. Let me tell you. Oh, it is. It is, and and yeah. I mean, it is now only a March Madness sport. But anyway, I digress. Um, this was just a shitty way to lose because, listen, even though the Falcons aren't very good, they do fight, and they had a right to win this game. But, listen, the Bucks get the benefit of the doubt. Brady gets the benefit of the doubt. Uh, listen, all the great players throughout history get benefit of the doubt. We saw Jordan get it. We saw Kobe get it. We've seen Montana get it. It's Peyton get it. We're going to get it. Um, but, anyway, they escaped with a the win. They needed it. Bills just clobbered the Steelers. Highlight play after highlight play. Kenny Pickett. No good in his first pro start. And listen, Josh Allen and the Bills just just ran all over him. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's kind of affecting the spread this week for the Kansas City game. Not much to say here. I mean, Josh Allen and then the backup came in like what felt like in the third quarter. I mean, what a what a game to make your your first start in the NFL for Kenny Pickett. Yeah, not a good situation. Although Will did call it. I think Will said Week four, and he came in halfway through week four. 
You know, Will, I, I listen, I, I was happy to shit on him a couple weeks ago with some of his takes, and I still well, think I, the Lions once unforgivable. But I will hey, say, he's uh, not looking terrible with some of these. Things. I will say I called Will out because he was at a small party that they had for my engagement. I feel like we're having 10 of these parties. I was like, what are you doing with that take? And he's like, hey, you win some, you lose some. You just you got to fire a few off. I, I might have gone a little too far with that one. So he did kind of own it when I saw him with the, with the with the Detroit one. Well, that's good. As long as he owns them. No, listen, I like to have Will come on and fire off a couple hot takes. And every once in a while, if you throw darts at the dartboard, I mean, you're going to hit a bullseye eventually, right? Well, you are. I mean, listen, I I keep hoping to hit a few, obviously. (laughs) I actually want to do a pod maybe in, like, the the absolute depths of winter when we're waiting for free agency in baseball to do anything and football's kind of done and – the NBA's in that solo part. We should do a pod where we rank our top five worst takes in the history of our podcast. By then, we'll be in the two sixties of episodes, two seventies. So maybe do that because I think I can easily rattle off five of mine, maybe like ten. Um, I'm like a quarterback, but, though. I, I I like to forget quickly, so I've never had a bad take. I do too, but I also own, and that's what makes me a great teammate. I own um, them. Fuck off. <laughs> you, you do. Actually, I think we should do names for you, but I would have to do a lot of research. Um, <laughs> you have to listen to every single one. I know. And it, I don't know if I have that time. As a matter of fact, I For the record, though, let me just say this to the fans. I have never mistaken a live person for a dead person. Okay. David that Stern. R.I.P. <laughs> Who did I get it wrong with? It was David Stern and who? Who did I mean to say? No, it was Silver. You're like Commissioner Stern. I'm like, R.I.P. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's right. Listen, 2020 threw us all through. Um, the Vikings beat the Bears. These motherfuckers, Tom. They couldn't just beat them by 10. Really? I know. Really? That, this was the only one that I, didn't, that I didn't miss this week. I got hit with a fucking push. What a week for me. I hate these fucking Vikings so much. And I was watching that game on Red Zone. And I'm like, this is – how are they not stopping this team? And I'm like, can you just have one of these games for me one time? I mean, shit, you know, I, 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 we all said it on the preview pod, and we were like, I think this head coach outside of Zimmer not being there anymore is going to be worth a few wins and whatnot. At Zimmer, their defense was humming better with Zimmer. Yeah, it was. And listen, they got the win and they won by a touchdown and an extra point. So I'm, I don't want to, I'm just killing them for our picks. Cause I just, I had watched the bears against the giants. I'm I mean, like, it's still concerning sucks. though. Yeah. I mean, again, like I think you're, you're looking at them against the Packers and the Packers have their own concerns in terms of that division, but, and they have the one win where they probably looked the best, which was against the Packers in week one. Um, the bears still blow. Titans beat the Commanders in a game where I feel bad if anybody had to watch this. 21-17. The Titans still not very impressive, but hey, at least they're getting some wins now uh, against teams that are also not very good. And my God, did you hear what Ron Rivera had to say about Carson Wentz? No, but I'd love to. Okay, so question was asked. You know, you've got the 5-0 and Eagles, the 4-1 and Cowboys, the 4-1 and Giants, and the 1-4 and Commanders. And the reporter asked Ron Rivera, what's the difference between those three teams and you? And without hesitation goes, quarterback. Oh, man. This Carson Wentz cannot catch a break. Honestly, he should give me a call. Maybe I could direct him to a therapist or something because I think he needs to talk to somebody. He's going to put up yards, but my God, he makes some of the worst mistakes you'll ever see. 
God, I I have seen a lot of that meme where it's like the NFC East and it's like the three dragons and then the dopey looking one. <laughs> it's pretty fun. <laughs> I told you that was great. it was nice to be on the good end of that because they had one going into the Cowboy game where it was like the Giants Cowboy game where it was like the three the three two and O teams. It was the two teams and the Giants got the dopey stupid looking one. So hey, at least you got uh, off nice, of that. Yeah, nice to know that we're in the good standings now. But yeah, that's. They're a really bad team. Rivera might be the next coach fired, but again, you go, you go to the bed one, with Carson Wentz, and that's the one guy get. who just has no pride or anything. Even Sarver will sell the team. Snyder will just not sell. No, and listen for the Titans. Shit, man, the win like this, even though it wasn't glamorous and probably not all that impressive. Although Henry did have another nice game. Uh, just up and down that division, it being so so bad. Like again, they might just win by default. Yeah, it's going to come down to probably them and the Jags, right? Say that now, but yeah, I mean, in a week it could be Houston, and another week it could be Indy. I mean, let's not forget how bad the Colts were. They did win that game on Thursday. So yeah, like, they're they're five hundred right now because they got a tie. I think they're two, two, and one. Yeah, I think you're. I feel right. like the Colts so, have a tie every year tucked in there. Oh, they they do because they're a bad team, and that's generally what happens. You're not able to win many games. That Thursday night game should have been a tie, and it should have just ended. We shouldn't have even had to have an overtime. Um, Amazon Prime, by the way, let me just say while it's fresh in my mind, figure it the fuck out. I think they tried. Oh, you know, like no, we tried. Like We're fucking. Decent. We're supposed to be the biggest company in the fucking world. Your stock doesn't fucking move. Right, figure it out. It's disgusting. Well, and stop it's promoting hard. your Lord of the Rings bullshit. I swear to God, that happened in that Yankee game. We didn't talk about it. When they promoted that House of the Dragon, you know, I have been clamored, by the way, by some of my friends who used to listen for Thrones porn when we did that, our great analysis after not watching a single episode. I, I will do Thrones porn right now. If TN, if TBS does another animated cartoon dragon for... The Yankees game two in the seventh inning of a close game tomorrow, I might actually lose it. <laughs> you know it's coming. And and whatever his name is is just going to fucking play right into it. And that's – Michael Kay wouldn't do that. No. I mean, listen, Bob Costas, you are a legend. I was actually looking forward to him calling this series, and then I heard that yesterday. I was like, all right, I'm, enough, I'm done with this. I but, love Ron Darling, but you need an uppity guy because Darling's very steady Eddie. He doesn't even let Ron Darling talk. I know. It's like, dude, you're not you're not the fucking analyst. I don't need you yeah. telling me. And he's talking about like, oh, well, Lou Gehrig was born on this day in 1902. I'm like, are you aware that it's a two to one game in game one of the ALDS in 2022? Like for the love of Jesus. Um, but anyway, um, moving on. The Saints beat the Seahawks 39-32, and I felt bad because DK Metcalf dropped two touchdown passes in this game, Tom. And I thought Geno played more than well enough to win. But how about the Saints hanging up 39 points? Yeah, I mean, the Seahawks lost a lot of guys in their secondary. Uh, Kamara looks to be back. Um, hopefully Jameis gets back soon. I'd like to see him do well. I know you and Will want to see him do well because I think you picked him for your comeback player of the year. Yes. Um yeah, I mean, I, I love I love seeing what Geno's doing. I, I really do. He's got a lot of command in the pocket. He seems to be a better pocket passer than than Russell Wilson ever was. So, I mean, this Seahawks team, we said they were going to be in the sweepstakes for another quarterback, but uh, they're in it. They've played really well. 
Uh, and listen, their defense had a bad day. But again, if they catch a couple more passes, they do win this game in a high scoring affair. But um, I, at this point, I don't know. I think the Saints and Seahawks are kind of around that same ballpark of team. Like on any week, you could tell me that they put up 35 points and won, and I'd be like, yeah, I get it. And then you could tell me they scored 10 and lost by 15. And I'd be like, yeah, I get that too. Yeah, no doubt. Um, moving on to the next game, 49ers, good pick by you. Um, they lost a lot of guys on defense this game, but they played the Panthers. Yep. So it didn't really matter. Um, do you think Rule got fired at halftime and they were just like, <laughs> just keep the headset on, but we're going to turn it off? Just go out there and literally just, just stand there? Um, I mean, what the fuck, man? You know what's crazy is he's going to get another $42 million in the next three years. Yeah, and you know what else is crazy is that there's going to be a couple college programs that are knocking down the door to double pay him, by the way. Well, they should. Yeah, they should. He's had success there. Yeah, well, stay in college, Matt Rule. This experiment did not work out for you, but your pockets are lined very nicely. Um, Yeah, I mean, the Panthers, it's just like now they're talking about trading Moore and McCaffrey – I think they should. I think they should blow it up more for my fantasy team than anything else, but they definitely should blow it up. No, I agree with you. I mean, what are you holding on to? You got to start from top to – you got to scrub this thing all the way and down. When, because, oh, no, go ahead. Finish your point. I was just going to say, whenever whenever Darnold's ready to come back from that high ankle sprain, please bring him back. I mean, this is just – Baker it, – it, Russell Wilson should send Baker a fruit basket because people people <laughs> would be talking about him even more if it wasn't for how bad Baker is. Yeah, and he left this game with a high ankle sprain. And, and you know what, to me is like, you know, P.J. Walker's going to start this week because Sam's still not ready to come back. But, you know, I you can start Darnold, you can start Baker. You know they said Baker was, Baker was trying to play this week? It's like, dude, like, you suck ass. What, what Like, between last year and this year, what are you trying to be a fucking hero for? Just take the money and run and just chill. Well, you know, I think when you you're 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 looking at quarterbacks such as him and and Darnold, is they believe that they still have a career. And listen, I'm not I'm not completely ruling it out. In in today's, you like how I did that there, ruling. Rule. <laughs> um, but uh, I'd like to say that was on purpose. That was complete uh, coincidence. But um, you know, I, you you see a Geno Smith, right? Like who was picked? I know he was a second round pick, but he was picked to be the Jets franchise guy. He's completely, you know. Sent, he's sent all over the place. He was with the Chargers. He was with the Giants for a year. He was backing up Russ. And now it's like he's getting an opportunity and he's playing well. I could see maybe Darnold being a guy like that where in like a perfect situation he's backing up a team or comes in and the team says, you know, maybe with a little more talent than Carolina's like, hey, just go for it. We don't really care. Uh, they traded a lot of draft capital for those two players, and you can't really be worse than that. So Carolina, trade McCaffrey, trade Moore, trade anybody, trade Robbie Anderson. Like, it doesn't matter. That team is so awful, and they're going to be bad for a few more years. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, next game, Eagles beat the Cardinals in a close one. Um, the Cardinals suck. Kingsbury King, Is Kingsbury the next coach to go? Him or Rivera, I think. Yeah, or maybe your boy Staley. No, I think I think Staley just because they are they are still winning a little bit, and it, it's early for him. And he's a genius, by the way. I, I didn't know if you knew that. Um, I, I think I think it's either him or Rivera being um, 
Kingsbury being let go. Um, but the Eagles just keep rolling. They did enough to win. Their offense did not look great in this game, except for Goddard. He fucking killed me in fantasy. Unbelievable. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, this Eagles defense looks really good. And their offensive line is so much fucking depth. It's it's crazy. I know. You know, even in a game like this where they didn't play nearly their best and left a lot out on the field and probably let Arizona believe they had a chance to win this game for longer than they should have, this team still impresses you, man. They just you just know what they can be when they play their best and it's it's right up there with the Chiefs and the Bucks and the and the Bills. We're gonna find out this week. We are. That's gonna be a great Sunday night game. I'm putting that right up there with the college games. Oh, you have to. Uh, I mean to end of to end a football weekend, hopefully with the Yankees advancing to the ALCS. I mean it it, it could be a great way to end the weekend. No doubt about it. All right, speaking of the boys, they beat the Rams 22-10, to and outside of Cooper Cup, the Rams have nothing. Matt Stafford doesn't look right. This no. team doesn't look right. They got to they gotta find, you know, bring back OBJ, do something. Apparently, but. apparently OBJ, I saw on some, some t- maybe Bleach Report said that uh, OBJ, the fans were begging for him to come back, and he said the offer just wasn't enough. I, I don't know yeah. if he's going to come back. Well, and then Sean McVay responded to it because that's what McVay does, and he was like, "Don't worry, it's not the last offer. We'll we'll propose to him." So. Oh, okay. We'll uh-huh. see, but they need something because right now this team is not very good. No, not at all. They need a little bit of a spark. Allen Robinson is not getting any separation for Stafford. No. Which is no, so weird because all he seemed to do was get separation and and give much shittier quarterbacks an opportunity to get him the ball in his past stops in Jacksonville with Bortles and and then in um in Chicago with Dalton and whoever else was his quarterback Trubisk, Trubisk yep um but I, I I don't know maybe they need to figure something out one of my sports yeah. fathers there yeah, and, and on Dallas's side, I mean, once again, a defensive performance for the ages. I mean, yeah, they are just. They this are is not. So this is not Ben, not break, man. And you already I took it talking. back. I'll give you credit. I, you already I, took it I back. Did. Yeah, this, I, I own that. That was totally wrong. Yeah, this. I mean, I don't know. Will's got to be creaming his jeans. Is, is <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you think this offense? I mean, it, it's got to get better with Dak too, right? It's going. Too. And for everybody that says there's a quarterback controversy or they're not going to, they need to keep Cooper Rush. Listen, imagine what they're doing right now. It's only going to get better when you get a really good quarterback in there, which Dak is. I understand he leaves a little bit to be desired at times because he's not Mahomes or Allen or Rodgers, but he's a very damn good quarterback. He's a franchise quarterback. Cooper Rush, though, you know, you look at this as like running a relay. You know, he's in the second leg of a relay and he's able to give you the lead when. The other guy is ready to come back and take the baton, and it's it's just it's been an awesome awesome first start for Dallas. They they are dominating teams because they're not turning the ball over and their defense is elite. Yep. All right, Ravens beat the Bengals nineteen to seventeen. If you have Justin Tucker, fuck the analytics. You kick the field goal, right? Yeah, it's about fucking time. Um, is are the Bengals that team now that just they're going to lose every close game? I mean, it's just, it's crazy. I mean, the theory, I feel like it's proven out every single year with this Super Bowl hangover shit. And I thought they were going to be the ones to buck the trend. Yeah, they're not. Um, 
still a lot of talent. Still they're they're not they going to buck the trend, not because they lost talent or they're having a Super Bowl hangover. They're they're it's just their their fucking offensive line is pure garbage. It stinks. Um, it stinks. And as for Baltimore, by the way, Lamar is awesome, but this team is not very. I don't I don't love this team. No, I don't either. I think they're going to make the playoffs, but they're not going to go very far. Their defense is trash. I mean, I'm thinking, like, they should win this division, though, right? Like, I think it'd be a disappointment, you would say, if they lose, because Pittsburgh obviously sucks. Cincinnati's not what they were. And Cleveland, you know. I mean, I, yeah, I they should walk to, a, to a division win. I mean, we yeah. p- obviously, I pick Cincinnati to win the division. I think you would. Did you and Will have the Ravens? I picked the Ravens. Well, good job by you, because they should. But not they should be a cake. Other teams to be as bad as they are. Yeah, it was going to be a little bit more of a fight, but no, they they should win the division in their sleep. I agree. All right, final game on Monday night: the Chiefs beat the Raiders thirty to twenty nine. Um, I mean, this kind of reminds me of the Houston win, where it's like, up, oh, they fucking did it again. They figured it out. Yeah, um, you know the Chiefs. I'm watching this game, and I'm seeing Derek Carr throw the ball all over the place, Devontae Adams, who, by the way, uh, is facing a misdemeanor uh, for shoving the photographer, which I have mixed feelings about. One, the photographer, you know, maybe don't get right up in his face after a game where they lost by one. Maybe you should just be a little bit better and also maybe not such a wuss where you're actually pressing charges unless he's literally hurt. But also Devontae Adams. Come on, man. Don't do that. Um, you got to be getting yeah, fired. I mean, obviously, you could sue the team if you get fired. He's got all protection here. But you got to be getting – somehow they're going to have to figure out a way to blackball him. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Bullets and the Chiefs, they come back. Travis Kelsey, four touchdown receptions in this game. And I know we say it every week, right, like Tyreek who? Like, this team's fine. No, yeah, there was never a worry about that. That's why I'm a genius and I picked them to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, you're so much smarter than me. What the fuck was I thinking with the Raiders? Honestly, <laughs> what the fuck was I thinking with the goddamn Raiders? But good win by the Chiefs. The Raiders season's over. They're one and they're one and four. Yeah, no, they're they're pretty much done. Um I think the Broncos are pretty much done. Um, no, this is the Chiefs division. They're gonna they're gonna literally like they'll be they'll be they'll clinch this division. By like week twelve. Oh yeah, and I know it's I know it's eighteen weeks. <laughs> That's fine. We're gonna see a lot of Chad Henney. All right. Maybe two starts out of Chad Henney this year. Maybe three. Hey now. All right. Ready to recap some picks? I don't really want to, but I will. Um, Sean, let's see. Last week you picked the first game. You picked you picked the Jets. Good job by you. That was. Yeah. I just thought, you know, Teddy covers, but then Teddy got hurt. Teddy covers got hurt. Um, I was wrong on that one. I picked Green Bay, as did you. Um, both wrong on that one. I'm sure you were happy to be wrong on that one. Oh, yeah. I took the Jags. That did not go well for me. You took Minnesota. That was a push. I took Minnesota as my sperm bank pick of the week. Nobody lost money on that one, so don't get upset. It was a push. And then you took the Niners. That look, That's a very smart pick looking back. Good job by you. You went 2-1 and one with a push involved. I went 0-3 oh with a push involved. That fucking hurts. Uh, I am 10-9. and nine. You are 12-7. and seven. Week 6. Oh, baby. A little separation here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Week 6. Let's get it going here. Let's start with your New York Giants at home against the Baltimore Ravens. They are... The Baltimore Ravens are road favorites 
by five points. What do you think? I'm going to take the Giants. I mean, how can I not after the Packers game? And also, like I just said about the Ravens, uh, they're very, very talented. But you know what? Their defense isn't. Their secondary is actually abysmal. And if the Giants could do what they did against Green Bay, even semblance of it, I think they can do. I think they can put up numbers on this Baltimore team. I do wonder if their defense can stop Baltimore. But Tom, you know, outside of battle tested, what I love to call important games, right? Revenge games. Wink Martindale against the Ravens. Um, five points is a lot, and I really feel good about this Giants game. The Ravens play a lot of close games. I'm going to take the Giants. I really want to go against you here, but I just think it's stupid to go against you on this one just because I think the Giants can at least keep it to a field goal game. I'm in agreement with you. Yeah, I'm not saying the Giants will win, but I, I definitely think of, of what I've seen, I, I feel like they can hang. No doubt about it. All right, moving on to the next game. The Jets are going to the frozen tundra, probably already the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field, Green Bay Packers. Green Bay's favored by seven. What do you think? I'm doing it. I'm taking the Jets again. Wow. I don't know what I see from this Packers team. I understand. Tom, everything about this game and the history of the Jets and the history of the Packers tells me go Packers. But I don't like what I saw. The fact that they allowed – a Giants offense that has, I know Saquon Barkley, but so much less talent than the New York Jets with Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall and Michael Carter and your tight end and obviously um, Elijah Moore and Zach Wilson's healthy. The Jets, they have a lot more talent than the Giants on offense. They should score some points if the Giants could. And also, what is this Packers offense? The Jets defense has played very well the last couple of weeks. I like the Jets to hang. I'd be very happy if they do hang and if they do get a win, but I am going to go with Green Bay here. More to go against you, but I also think maybe Aaron Rodgers does an R-E-L-A-X game here and he puts up 30-plus points. I just look at what they've done, right? They they get killed by Minnesota. They get they beat up on Chicago, but... No you doubt, know, this is... Chicago. You're right. They barely I, this is, beat by... Yeah, I was just going to say, they barely beat Tampa. Yeah. Then they... Barely beat New England at home with Zappy, and then they lose to the Giants. Listen, bro, this isn't my smartest pick. Uh, you know, I, I am not a very smart guy. <laughs> no, but you're also a Jet fan, and this is a typical game where the Jets would lose, right? Yeah, and I just, I just see Rodgers coming off a London loss, being pissed off. Uh, you can call it a short week if you want. I mean, it's Sunday to Sunday. I know the time difference. Whatever. I just think... I think that he's. They're going to make some adjustments, and and they and Rogers is going to be slinging the ball all over the yard. I don't care to who at this point. Um, and and I got to go against you here. I'm I'm down by two games. That's fair. Hey, listen. If I don't start making up ground now, and we, what's the point of me picking the same games? You know what I mean? Like if you win and I win, I'm still two down, and and I don't want to be getting into week sixteen and then have to go against you. That's true. Well, that's where you've got to make up on those other two games, uh-huh. um, which you haven't done yet. But, hey, listen, for, for my sake, I hope you're wrong because that means I get it right. And I also hope for your sake that you get it wrong because that means another another impressive Jets game. Another impressive Jets game. But I, you know what's going to happen is the Jets are going to lose by four and the Jets are sure. going to lose and they're also going to cover and I'm going to lose fantasy this week. And I'm gonna oh, have listen, a terrible is... I'm gonna have a terrible two rounds of golf this weekend and I'm just gonna have to keep my head held high because the big dogs 
we're fucking making a push this week. I know we're one and four. Jared Goff killed me. The Chargers defense killed me. This is our fucking week. And I worry about games. This is for my league. I worry about games in in December and early January, fellas. I don't worry about October, okay? I've never missed the playoffs, and I won't miss this year. I've already... I've already did a little bit of a trade R word. I won't say it on here, but I kind of want to trade already <laughs> last week. And I don't know who's going to, who I'm going to get next, but I'm coming for you. Well, that's good because uh, when you started that little rant and soliloquy, it started yeah. very depressing. Uh, <laughs> it and I don't like was, wasn't depressed. it? Um, no, life I'm is good, baby. Life is good. Yeah, man. You're, you got a lot of good shit going on, but we'll see what happens. Uh, what's your third game? My third game, let me look for it here so I can give you the rundown. I have the Seahawks-Cardinals game. Uh, Tell me why the Cardinals are favored on the road. Well, I can't because I have this game too. Yeah, I got the Hawks plus two and a half. I'm guessing you do too? That's right. Let me write that down. Unbelievable that we're fucking agreeing here. Um. (laughs) What's your final game? Uh, you know what? I don't All even right. care. I'm going to give my final game. Sperm Bank, we need, to, we need to start hitting before I save it for the last pick, okay? Sperm okay. Bank pick of the game. Sperm Bank pick of the week. Again, listen, I know the Bills are a great team, but Patrick Mahomes is on the other side, and it's an arrowhead. The, one of the only true home field advantages in the league. Why are the Bills favored by 2.5 against the Kansas City Chiefs? Give me the Chiefs plus 2.5. I can't believe you're picking this game. Uh, but uh, I, I hate you. when you say that. You said that because last week, and I think it fucked me. It did. Uh, but also, like, I just – I think so many people think that the Bills are playing with that urgency that maybe the Chiefs aren't. I know the Chiefs waxed Tampa Bay, but let's be honest. They've, they've played relatively close games other than that. Uh, the Bills have had some lopsided wins. They are hungry to win the AFC. They got they didn't get hosed, but should I change my pick? Last year. Mm. No, no. Ride with the Chiefs. Your Super Bowl pick, right? Did you pick them to win or just get there? I I, I picked them to win. From I'm pretty sure. All right, then ride with the Chiefs. Yeah, I picked them against the Rams, yeah. And by the way, it's not a bad pick. I'm just saying that I wouldn't have the balls to do I was staring at that one. I was staring at New Orleans, and I was staring at Atlanta. All right, well, I'm glad you didn't mention any of those because I'm going to Pittsburgh where Tampa Bay is a a 7.5 point road favorite. And Pittsburgh absolutely sucks. And Tampa Bay's defense is... It's going to be fine. Brady's scoring points. He's got the refs on his side. True. And let's be honest, man. You you just you can't expect the Steelers to score any more than like twelve or fourteen points in this game. I would be shocked if the if the uh, the Patriots if the uh, Buccaneers score any less than twenty one points in this game. Um, so give me the Bucks to cover the seven and a half. I know it's a big number, but. I mean, just from what I've seen of the Steelers, I feel good about this one. No, I like that pick. Um, if I if my picks don't go well this week, I'm going to start going playoff teams against shit teams like you are right now, um, because I'm going way too many close games here, and I'm just feeling uncomfortable about it. Um, anything else for you? No, that's it, man. Like I said, this weekend I'm got UT on Saturday. Um, city is packed it's a lot of fun uh but other than that um everything's good and 
hopefully watching the Yankees advance this weekend would be would be ideal as well. What about you? Be incredible. Uh, I I did watch that Dream Team documentary. I got about twenty minutes left on it. Um, How was it? I mean, it's cool. A lot of highlights and whatnot. It's just like it's a whole lot of self sucking. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just really guys just jerking themselves off. And yeah, but didn't you think that was going to be? No, of course. Like, I knew that was yeah. coming. It was like, oh, LeBron, you want to do this thing? Oh, yeah. Can I talk about myself for fucking <laughs> an hour and a half or whatever it's going to come out to be? Absolutely. And it's just like. And you know that they edited that down. He probably talked about himself for five hours. Oh, no no doubt about it. Especially he probably talked all the whole time because it's it's definitely his production company that's part of it. Um, you know, it, it was cool to see some Kobe highlights and whatnot. It's just like. I want to call all the frauds out that that pretended like they loved Kobe Bryant because I listen RIP I truly did like Kobe Bryant I thought he was he's one of my favorite players of all time but like you you as a player didn't like him especially and I know Simmons said this on his podcast but I thought it before he said it so I'm going to say it Dwight Howard what the fuck Dwight Howard is wearing a sweatshirt that's like Kobe Bryant holding him or something and it's like Kobe literally even though he's gone, he would rise again and say, I fucking hate Dwight Howard. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I think it's an easy, I think everybody, you know, you talk about like nobody liking Russell Wilson or nobody respecting Russell Wilson, let alone liking him. I think everybody respected the fuck out of Kobe. They just may not have liked him. And you know, for a fact, he didn't like a lot of guys. So it does. It is kind of revisionist history, but any any chance you get to see him and what he did, you know, on the basketball court and and for Team USA, I think that's got to be pretty cool. Absolutely, yeah. It's it's a good doc. Definitely worth checking out. It's it's one one thing. It's not a big commitment, so I would watch not it. a series. You're yeah. not watching that Dahmer series, are you? I started it, but it was a little slow for me, honestly. Can I just say this? I know that. We've been through a lot as a country, as people, and everybody has their unique circumstances. And and listen, there's some troubling events that transpire, you know, every day. But when I see on the very limited social media I have of people wanting to dress up as Jeffrey Dahmer for Halloween, I think we need to check ourselves. Like, what the fuck is wrong with us? Like, come on. This guy is one of the most monstrous, terrible, sick human beings in the history of this planet. And we're watching a docu- or a series, not even a documentary, just a series about him on Netflix. And I'm also going to call Netflix and all these other channels out. Can you stop with the serial killer shit? Oh, if what it's a good one, I love it. I'm not going to lie to you. What more do we need to know about these people? Everything. You want a podcast about them? You got them. You go on books about them? You got them. You want series? You want documentaries? You've got all of them. We don't need to see any more on Jeffrey Dahmer or Richard Ramirez or Ted. Night Stalker. That was a good one. Night Stalker. Stop it. I don't. Bundy was a good one, too. I swear to God, if people can are dressing up as Jeffrey Dahmer for Halloween and I see anybody that looks like him, I'm taking him out. Well, on that note, I got to go because now I got to go figure out a new Halloween outfit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably for the best. <laughs> I'm kidding. All right. Well, you enjoy the That's Texas better. game and uh, let's go Yankees. Let's go Yankees, baby. Have a great weekend, man. You too. <laughs>